Twas once that my workshop was twice its size, until Haskal joined this caravan. Give my space back to me, I will fix your cock. We have to kill Haskell. We have to kill the guy who makes the screaming weapons. How would you propose we go about doing this? Threaten him until he fearfully pisses himself. No. Uh, kill him then, I guess. No, we're not doing that either. Give us box back. Your terms are unacceptable. Wow. Fuck off. And he tosses you the box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's right, right, man. Yeah, <laughs> we just made friends with this caravan. I'm not threatening their weapon maker just so this guy can get a fucking walk-in shower. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta. So, the cow, uh, Hakari is he like a magic guy? Do we think he's the magic man? Like, is he a caster? Uh, he was wearing robes, but he might just be a flashy dresser. <laughs> or a flushy dresser. Or a flushy dresser. Well, I was wondering, like, okay, hey, Melty, I. I <laughs> Do the melt. <laughs> melt. Melt. Meltron. Melton. Melt. Melted ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I. There could be a way for you to have the same amount of space without having to get rid of another member of the caravan. Do you, do you think you could find somebody to cast enlarge in the inside of your space? He, uh, his arms spin around the bar and he rotates in place a few times. And each time he does, the eye socket's bigger. And bigger, and you never see it expand. Every time he spins around, the socket is bigger until it occupies literally his entire body's footprint. Like it's just the whole torso is this one eye. Cool. And it blinks mechanically with these two lids and slam shut, and then slowly creak open as he says, "Tell me more about size. (laughs) Tell me everything you know." (laughs) All men are the same. (laughs) Size does matter. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a Motron-sized queen. I I only like big throbbing pistons. I, I, I personally am too weak and do not possess the capacity to do this for you, but you travel with a host of powerful magicians, and I, I do believe there are spells that could increase the size of the interior of your workshop that would give you the space that you allowed without having to you know, he would still have the same small workshop and you would have a bigger one. It's not the size of the workshop it's the screams from the elves. <laughs> um, when you say this, he, he breaks off one of the bars and turns <coughs> him around on and pulls it out of the ceiling. Uh, and he says, yes, yes I would have a bigger space. Make it so and you may have your cog box. Fixed? You mean have it fixed? Because I'm holding it now. He gave it back, right? Yes. Yeah, he threw it at us actually. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll see if we can figure that out for you. I, I, that's a very reasonable request. Yes. Yeah. We all agree. We all agree. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so yes, he, he rotates around and, and demands that you make his space bigger, which you have uh, offered a possible solution. What is the plan now, you silly fools? Find somebody who can cast in large. I mean, this seems like the sort of thing where maybe we don't have to handle this right now. Like, if we come across the solution to his problem, we come find him, and he does the repair. We make his workshop bigger, and but meanwhile, we stay on on plan to go up to Archon the Cruel's yeah. office and get our uh, vial of Tiamat blood. Tiamat blood. All right. If, if, if you come back to the if you come back to the wagon and we're talking about it, you know, I'll, I'll mention. You know, do you even want to like introduce yourself to this weapon, dude? Just to get the lay of the land? We could, I mean, we could talk to him. Yeah, like if he's a dick, I wouldn't feel so bad about killing him. No, it's not that. It's just understanding both sides of the argument. We're hell's mediators. (laughs) That's pretty much what we've been this whole time. That's kind of what we've been doing, yeah. The lie detector test determined that was horseshit. Um, I mean, if you want me to, I'll go. Baby's father. I will. I will go now. I, I wouldn't. You know, I like weapons. I wouldn't mind seeing one of these screaming soul weapons too. That helps me speak abyssal. Okay. Fuck you, arrow is just hysterical. I would just buy that. <coughs> fuck you, arrow. Um, Haskell can absolutely sell you that. Uh, when you do meet Haskell, uh, Haskell is a uh, six foot tall Duergar. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Durgar is right. a deep dwarf. They have, uh, like, beards covered in spines, but otherwise they look like dwarves with gray skin and dour expressions. Oh, cool. They're, they're dwarves from the Underdark. Okay. They're lawful neutral, lawful evil? Uh, they're evil for sure, uh, and they vary between lawful and neutral. Uh, most of them are lawful. Um, in this case, they are uh, normally only about four foot high, like normal dwarves. This one is a six foot tall Durgar. Yeah, that seems weird for a dwarf. Yeah. Durgar also can enlarge at will. First of all, rude. <laughs> yeah, Durgar can cast enlarge. But that makes them large size, not six feet tall. Oh, right. Durgar can cast enlarge. <laughs> well, on themselves, um, specifically. They also become invisible at will. Yeah. <laughs> but he is uh, pounding the shit out of some weapon that is covered in ghastly visages. And uh, every once in a while, he, like, slightly adjusts the hammer or hits it in the wrong way, and all of the weapons start to scream. Basically, one screams and sets off all the others until the whole back of the wagon is screaming weaponry, and he has to calm them down before he starts striking again. How does he calm them down? Like, daycare. Literally being like, it's okay now. You can stop screaming. Everything is okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Sun's going down. Sun's going down. (laughs) I will uh, knock on the wagon politely again. One of the weapons screams and he says, It's just a customer. Relax. Relax. Because <laughs> you're an axe. I crack me up. Come in. Come in. Oh, he's a dinner with a sense of humor. I mean, it's not a good one, but... So I took back you know, onto the wagon. Um, I'm sorry, I did not mean to upset the weapons. Welcome to what I call the Howling Arsenal. <laughs> Um, and I'll, I'll look around. The, the, now I understand what I'm looking at. at least. Yes, so, these are weapons. You get yeah, this. I get this. They're in various sizes. Some of them are like small enough for a halfling to wield. Some of them are big enough that like a fire giant could fight them. Mm. He's got a wide variety of gear back here. Um, I, uh, my name is Dragomir. This is Nomea Ingrid. We are uh, joining your caravan for a short while. And I, while we have some time to kill, I wanted to... Introduce myself and maybe uh, browse your selection. Yes, yes, by all means. Take a look. If I touch them, will they yell at me? Yes. Okay. Then I, I, for the sake of my ears, I probably will not touch them. If you are going to make a purchase, I do recommend you do. Well, we'll see. Make sure you're getting your money's worth, yeah? He has gone through at least six different accents. I can't. I'm too drunk for Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) He should be Scottish, but I'm very intoxicated. Too drunk for Scottish. Yeah, Yeah, really. (laughs) Too too drunk for Scottish. Too sober for Russian. Suddenly Um, become an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll 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 take a look at the, the hammer selection. That is my weapon of choice. He has a bunch of different styles of hammer. Uh, one of the things he has that you find very interesting is he has gnomish hooked hammers, which are a dual-headed, uh, sort of like a quarter staff with hammers on either side. Ooh. Um, too small for you to wield, but interesting all the same mm. as a person who appreciates good weapons. Actually, what about uh, maces? I have a, a, a mundane mace that I've been rolling around with for when I need to fight with a <laughs> shield, but uh, it doesn't do magic damage, so that's a problem. He has a mace that is not designed for someone quite your size, but it's designed for a very large human. <laughs> uh, a little small for you, damage-wise, it wouldn't have any impact. It just kind of mm. looked a little silly. Um, but like it is holding the Q-tip in one hand. <laughs> but it is a weapon that is functional, uh, and he does have it for sale um, for the price of eighty. Oh, she heard crinkly paper. Oh, hi, man. Eighty gold. Eighty gold. Wow, it gives in, in gold, huh? Um, he does both currencies. Uh, he also deals in currencies from other realms you've never heard of. But uh, 80 gold for, it would functionally be a mace that uh, teaches you abyssal mm. and counts as magical for the purposes of overcoming damage immunity. What about uh, swords? I, I appreciate a good sword, too. Every now and then, just to change it up. Yeah. Every, and like, he, he gestures over to a shelf, but you can hear him mention, mentioned under his breath, simple. <laughs> he sort of points over at the swords. Mm. Uh, and they are swords varying in size from a short sword for a halfling to a great sword for a fire giant, which mm. is the entire length of the whole wagon, wagon. Yeah. Yeah, it's sticking out the side. Above everything I'm else at the point like these, facing like, the back. You know those knives where they like laminate them a bunch of times so you get the I'm imagining that, but it's all like screaming faces. Yeah, that's pretty cool. much. Yeah. yeah, it's like when it's you awesome. change the angle and the light changes, you can see the faces in the blade. Oh it's yeah. holographic. Yeah. If you look straight on, it's, it's extra. straight metal. Yeah. 
Guys, like, I kind of want to buy a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. I, I also want to buy a weapon because uh, I don't have a magical weapon either. I just have a silver. Okay. Uh, if you are at all intrigued, uh, there are in fact axes of all sizes, hand axes and great axes, as well as battle axes. Um, there is an axe that is there that appears to be separated off in a glass case. Uh, this appears to be a specialty axe, possibly on <coughs> end, or possibly just a, an upscale. It was signed by Robert Plant. <laughs> Please, no stairway. <laughs> uh, I'll ask, like, why do you have this one all by itself? I have a limit. Uh, I get the voice right. <laughs> I've got a limited supply of things that make it better at killing. This one's better at killing. <laughs> Try it out. Why is it better at killing? Magic. Ooh. What kind Ooh. of ooh. magic? Mentok, the, the mind taker. The coin that makes blades cut gooder and bludgeoning things hit harder. So, so designed for a dwarf. Aye. Any extensive like giant the meat. Meat. I don't know why I'm dragging her now. One BH balance for a woman. I lead over to Dragon Man. I don't like this guy's talking to her. <laughs> he does seem to have a, a legitimate interest in Ingrid. It might be um, a romantic. They want to they want to rub beards together until yeah, they all Yeah, he wants to table. rub his knotted beard on her. Yeah. <laughs> me and Dragon Man in the back like. You're <laughs> <laughs> just my side hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I, I'm not protected of Ingrid. I'm like, well, go get this discount. Nice beards. Put those uh, nipple tassels to good work. I'll reach out I'll to, uh, to to shake his hand, <laughs> but uh, do some sort of like culturally dwarven like fist bump turn, like. Yeah, he returns it uh, in a way that you would not necessarily anticipate, because Duergar and standard dwarves tend to be opposed. Mm-hmm. But he seems to know all the customs, and he, he nails it. <coughs> and you. Oh, he nails. <laughs> hey. Thought you were say like you go to shake his hand, but then it's shaking, you just grab it and like it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like clean him out. You go to shake his hand, but that's not his hand. <laughs> that's Our not weird his... shake hands. <laughs> he whips out his pants axe and goes to town. Ooh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, I, shame on me, I haven't been keeping track of my treasure, but. <laughs> I feel bad for Paul, because this has been very centric no, to the three okay. face characters. No, this is good. Um, so, uh, I'm going to let you continue smoothing. You, you seem yeah. like you really want to buy the sax, and I really want you to have the sax, because you do a lot of damage. <laughs> also, you're probably likely to get the best deal, because, you know, freaking Down Under over here wants to go to your Down Under. Yeah, so. he's, he's spelfing on the inside of his armor right now. <laughs> <laughs> His penis also screams when it goes. <laughs> no, it just goes. Yes, yes. It's a, uh, it's the little part. I can't believe I'm finally getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slide whistle as it goes. <laughs> oh my god! Except it sounds like bagpipes because it's. <laughs> yeah, it's not a scream. It's just the first chord of bagpipes playing. <laughs> <laughs> Take a hundred damage, I'll <laughs> Anyway, so you're fucking this guy. <laughs> Somehow took a hundred damage. <laughs> well, anyway, so we sex, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll sort of nod towards the glass case and how much for that one? He looks over at it and he looks back at you. He looks over at it. He looks back at you. His eyes take a sort of predatory look down your anatomy. He does seem to be uh, in the mood. Um, and he says, "For you, loss, two soul coins, maybe two hundred fifty gold. Maybe one soul coin in a favor." A very wet favor. Oh. He wants beard play. What kind of favor? He looks down at his crotch. <laughs> and Guys, uh, you want to get out of here and go feed the unicorn or something? <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's coming on strong. This is he is absolutely looking to get a little lucky. I, I'm 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 going to politely excuse myself from the wagon and say, make sure he throws in a sword. <laughs> I'm gonna like look at anger and be like, like I'm gonna give her like that that look that girls give other looks in the bar where it's like, versus. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, just just send her a text in 15 minutes and give her an out. That's so he's driving <laughs> this color wagon <laughs> and it screams. <laughs> uh, he, he appears to be a hornivore. He's he's looking at a hornivore. hornivore. Yeah. yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. It's just like I just like you wanna fuck this guy. Like that's fine, but I don't want you to feel pressured into doing anything you don't have to do. But seriously, make sure you get a sword because I want them. I want them to sword. The guy that's having here wants you to fuck this guy for weapons. Or, 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 I don't want to do that. Like I, I will. We'll figure I, out the mace is too six. small. It, it, it looks silly. I just you know. Like, it, if you're not fucking for weapons, why are you fucking? Right. <laughs> right. That's really why did God give you that if you weren't going to train for weapons? <laughs> you know, I just don't, I like legitimately don't want you to feel like you have to sell your body for weapons in hell. Oh no. Okay. So like, <laughs> it's been a while for Ingrid. I think she just... <laughs> like, Ingrid, I go, high five! Have a good time! And I walk out. Yeah, if not for the weird spiny beard, he would be an attractive dwarf. He's also gigantic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He must have an enormous schmuck to be. Ingrid powers up and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say, uh... Roll for boning. <laughs> uh, my uh, my companions have joined your caravan, um, and we're you know traveling to the same place, Tiamat's cave, uh, which I think gives us uh, time enough to do more than one favor. Mm. Oh my uh, gosh, she's really going for it. Can, can I interpret this as you going for it? What? Yeah. Uh, you are. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get this axe for bonking, right. and maybe a, a sword as a party trick. Uh, that's, actually oh! the name, that's actually the name of the uh, the axe, actually, too. It is the sword axe of bonking. The axe <laughs> so uh, let's talk mechanics, because that's less uncomfortable. So, <laughs> uh, <Be> envy. <laughs> if uh, if you when, put out when a mommy and a daddy love each other yeah. very much, if you put out for this duergar, uh, he will drop the price of that axe uh, from his original axe, <laughs> which is already very heavily discounted because mm-hmm. uh, he he had a crush. Um, to one soul coin for mm-hmm. that axe. Mm-hmm. That's contingent that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're getting out of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you also want to try to get a screaming sword for Dragomir out of the deal and mm-hmm. make your friends happy, um, you'll have to also do a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. But you have to commit to the plan before you do that. And yeah. your persuasion check is a disadvantage because you're exhausted. exhausted. Especially <laughs> after he's done. You're going to be more <laughs> in the morning! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also... Uh, because of his pro- because of his prodigious size, you'll have to use one of your short rest and beginnings. <laughs> and we're talking about his height in this scenario. Yeah, he said sure size, not girth. <laughs> I mean, it is like a coffee can, so... If uh, can... Oh my god! Uh, do we want to spend the soul point? Because I know we're, we're short. Uh, also mechanically, uh, the bounty of this is going to be your choice. Either a plus one great axe of screaming that teaches you abyssal, mm-hmm. or... A vicious great axe that teaches your abyssal. Nice. Vicious is plus seven damage on a crit? Yes. Ooh. Versus plus one all the time for everything. I mean, it, the plus seven sounds juicy, but I think the plus one is a better overall yeah. deal. So we have the, the soul coin to spare? We have three soul coins left, and we would have two if you got these good weapons with your hot, hot dwarf boon. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna make it back to the the Wandering Emporium. We're not gonna fucking on make it back. Three soul coins, anyways. Exactly. So. Fucking get down. Honestly, get the down. axe will pay for itself because I'm sure you'll find a way to murder somebody with it to make soul coins. It's an investment. When you're ready to make a decision, do the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Uh, how much is the the sword gonna cost? Is... Uh, depending on your persuasion roll, it could be either nothing or eighty gold. Okay. Or how much? Eighty. Eighty. We have that. Yeah. We can make all together. Our powers combined. Yeah. 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 We are Captain Stabber. Orange <laughs> soda? Or is that for low yeah, Orange soda. Okay. Oh. I don't know anything now. Yeah, I will, uh... Alright. Let's bonk and persuade. Cool. Uh, if you would like to take the benefits of a short rest, you may. <laughs> Does anyone who want to go talk to Melty and tell him we're working on the enlarging part of the plan right now? <laughs> well, the, the enlarging part of the plan is enlarging <laughs> right now. Alright. Uh, then reduce your soul coin cash by one. Oh my Ingrid god. Ingrid is going to acquire, what does he go with, plus one? Ingrid's yeah, workshop is getting axe. enlarged as we speak. Alright, uh, Ingrid, you now have a plus one great axe of screaming. Uh, it teaches so you abyssal, so you can speak and understand and read abyssal now. Uh, however, it may impose disadvantage on stealth checks because it may occasionally just scream. 
Okay. You weren't being Alice stealthy anyway. Alice being stealthy anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a plus one great axe, and you got it for a significant discount. Yeah. Um, she probably got something out of it, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, beard rash. <laughs> 1d12. On her thighs. <laughs> now give me a persuasion roll with advantage. Oh, uh, uh, disadvantage because you're exhausted, so it's a one d twenty. Yep. Use a persuasion. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I can't guidance her retro. <laughs> Just reach it through the window, uh, attack her on the butt. Persuasion. <laughs> yeah, it's an eight. Mm-hmm. Reach through I, think, I can't quite <laughs> smack her on the ass. <laughs> The lawful part of his nature overrides the horny part of his nature, and he is still going to charge you the 80 gold for the screaming sword of the dragon. <laughs> okay, well, I've got 73, so... He probably went right to sleep and forgot yeah. he even so. offered it in the morning. Okay. In which case, so, you should just clean him out. <laughs> 40 and 40? Yeah. So, I'll... I'll just go down to zero gold, and you... <laughs> so will I. Some of the other guys moved in. That was a pregnant Wait. pause, Kate. So yeah, I had oh, 23 oh, gold. 23. Okay. And you had 73, 73. gold, so... Oh. If you just want to give me seven. So the sword is just magic. Okay, I'll it just give you seven. It's magic. magic it screams, yeah. teaches you abyssal, and gives you disadvantage on stealth rolls. And um, I can pick the size, right? Yeah. So I'll just do longsword. Go. Wait, she lost her roll. Oh, oh, we're paying the 80. You're yeah. paying the price. Yeah, if she had made her roll, you wouldn't have had to pay Can you give me yeah. one arrow? Oh, come on. Go back in there. Move <laughs> off and get <laughs> back in, in there. there. One arrow, what's that worth? A blowy or like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a wet willy. Just... <laughs> It's a it's, 39. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so normally normally it would cost 50 gold, but he's very much in a good mood now. Uh, he'll give it to you for 20, better gold. Be. 20 gold for a screaming arrow. He, he assures you it says fuck you in Abyssal. You don't really know because you don't speak Abyssal. I have 16. I, I do, I'm, though. I do. <laughs> Everyone Shoot party, I'll tell you. <laughs> Aside from the gross beard, he, he was actually an attractive doer. I mean, it's not like it was a bad lay. I mean, like, what? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, should, right? I should make a roll for him to see how he does. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, he's got a 13 plus his con bonus, so like 17. He's probably a pretty good lay. Yeah. Like, you finish. It took longer than four minutes if it's a 17. I mean, what, what better way is there to pass the time while he's ferrying boats across the River Styx than, you know, get your fuck on? Yep. And I mean, now that we, we've got one get more time. Get you do it. Actually, here. fun fact. Uh, so his wagon has a sleeping chamber. You're going to be here for a while. Traveling's going to take more than a day. Uh, you can take a long rest. Yeah! <laughs> Meanwhile, I uh, stand outside and pull my righteous pud. Dragonbeard's <laughs> like sappy masturbating. <laughs> so what I've learned Art from this session life. is that it is always worth fucking guys you just met. Yes, yeah. You always fuck on the well, pussy. Well, only, only if they have something you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hell does stuff to you, man. <laughs> Hell changes you, but not a lot. <laughs> not by enough. <laughs> I feel like that was a worthwhile well, inclusion. Well, listen, the right yeah, costume on the right night will get you free drinks. <laughs> uh, so I get my uh, my hit die back. Uh, you get half your hit dice rounded down. But I was m- missing one. So you get them all, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, all your hit points, all your recharge powers, everything it all comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ingrid's going to be indisposed for about eight hours while she takes a nap in the sleeper cabin and do regard she just fucked. I'm going to try to hook up with that Moldron. <laughs> 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 going to let them put into my Nirvanian cock box. Oh <laughs> I don't generally incorporate sex as a mechanic in D&D, but it oh, seemed appropriate. Hey, yeah. hey, do you know if he can cast the enlarged spell on things? He can. Like, that's just... That's that's kind of racist to me. Oh, he can only cast it on one thing, and I'm he, sure you found two out Two things, himself one. and his other self. <laughs> <laughs> He's also, he's naturally six foot high. You find out it's not a spell effect. He really is actually just that big. Um, he explains in the throes of passion that he is... Uh, oh, he's a doer all right. <laughs> he's Let a me... doer not a shower guard. Uh, is he a doer? Is he? <laughs> he, uh, he is part fire giant, which is why he is gigantic and so good with machines. And why he has a sense of humor, because doer guard don't. Okay. He's on tough earth. That's hot. His mother literally. was the fire giant. Oh, oh yeah, so and literally she sat down to pee and he fell out. <laughs> well, he crawled out like a polar bear. <laughs> Duergar males use it like large the to have trick. sex with an awful lot of things. I mean, ow. Yep. So anyway, you fucked your way into a magic axe. Yeah, I fucked someone who's half giant, though. Oh, now you're going to get all racist on us? 
the runes in your armor fire up while you're doing it in the back of the lighting. So, so it's like romantic lighting. So you're yeah. doing it in your armor? That's pretty bad. No, the armor's on the wall, but it's covered oh, okay. in uh, giant runes because that's her class. Yeah. Her class gives her giant runes that give her stuff. I actually. Do I have to wear the runes to embiggen, or is that just something I can no, do? No, you do that naturally. Okay. Uh, all the other benefits, you have to wear the runes. I was going to say, because otherwise do, I can't get big. You do, except in this Rule 34 montage that we're sliding <laughs> together. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh. Um, that, that occupies Ingrid's time. Are you guys doing anything while Ingrid is getting her bone on? I mean, laughing at her, right? We're all having I'm a not laughing. Days. She sounds like she's having a great time. <laughs> I mean, only some jealous. of those screams are from the two dwarves fucking. The rest are from the weapons. Is the they have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love D&D. <laughs> when do we get to play it? <laughs> <laughs> I conquered, I saw, I came. Yeah, it works. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't already have two inspirations, I'd give you inspiration. I used my, uh, oh, I, you gave me a second one? Yeah, uh, take it now if you don't have it. Ah. All right. Uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to do while you're traveling <coughs> to Tiamat's domain? Oh my God. I think I'm good. I think I've seen enough. So the little no, the little Zanzer not appearing in this uh, episode of montage. Oh. I, I, oh, have, I have Zanzer. my own head. Is like Zanzer's like he has nobody to talk to but this fucking unicorn. Who doesn't <laughs> so he's telling him all his sad tales about his vegetable wife and everything. And at one moment, the, the unicorn's like he's got he's pouring prone gasoline over himself. <laughs> that that light scene light from light. Airplane where he's <laughs> standing with a note. Here's Zanzer talking to the unicorn about his poor vegetable wife, and meanwhile. Uh, there's Ingrid, a bunch of screaming like there's a bunch of like if the wagons are rocking don't come around <laughs> oh my god this is not the direction I thought this session was going but I'm not disappointed I'm pleased I'm having a great time <laughs> so is that Durgar if you know what I'm saying yeah. call Ingrid for a good time like <laughs> alright uh, if nothing else is occurring while you're in travel um, you get the benefits of your long rest because you managed to release some stress and uh, you arrive at the embankment of Archon's Tower. I need my book. There's a lot going on at Archon's Tower. Yeah, it seems like uh, this checks a lot of potential boxes uh, for us. Does the screaming arrow have any pluses, or is it just scream and that's it? Uh, the, the cheap one is just... It's just magic. Okay. It overcomes magic immunity, but doesn't okay. do anything else. Uh, but while you have it in your quiver, uh, you can understand Abyssal. You can't speak it because you're oh, not wielding right. it directly like a sword would be, but you understand okay. it at least. <coughs> if you, like, shrug it in the bow, would you be able to... Yeah, if you're holding it drawn. If you're drawing it, like, it's exhausting to hold the bow that way, but mm. it, you, you could speak it well. <laughs> Fuck you! It's basically good for uh, intimidation checks. Mm. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Feels like that should belong in the uh, Sword in the Stone animated film. <laughs> I don't think Disney was down for saying fuck you. The 1950s were a strange time. Alright. <clears throat> a dark tower looms on the horizon, its black spire rising hundreds of feet, its ramparts bristling with charred skulls mounted on iron spikes. The tower's apex splits into five narrower spires that jab at the sky like clawed fingers. Circling above the tower's peak is a great white dragon stained with ash and soot. As you get closer to the tower, you notice figures shuffling atop the ramparts, undead guards in various states of decay. You also see there is an array, like a battalion of undead, uh, around the tower in a defensive position. Uh, you count at least 50 skeletons and at least 30 zombies ready to defend the tower, plus the uh, white dragon circling overhead, which roars a deafening roar as you approach. The Caravanserai doesn't seem to give a shit. They continue to roll along towards the gates of the tower, uh, stopping at an arbitrary point, at least arbitrary to you, uh, where it appears that the ringleader holds up the hand and the caravan stops and several of the wagons sort of loop around the sides so they have a nice wide berth along the uh, apparent boundary line of this tower. And uh, the white dragon, once again, bellows this deafening roar uh, you can see that the undead sort of like turn and marshal as if they're going to attack. And then a figure descends from the front doors of the tower 
and down the ten foot steps to the embankment below and slowly approaches your group. The figure is about six and a half feet tall. Everybody in hell is so fucking tall. (laughs) Appears to be a dark skinned (coughs) humanoid with an ovoid torso that begins at the back of the neck and extends down to about the back of the knees. Looks like a turtle shell. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. As they get closer and closer, turtle is the thing that comes to mind, as it appears to be a humanoid turtle, a little taller than uh, each of you, except for Dragomir, um, with very dark skin and a dark turtle shell. The turtle shell appears to be glowing with uh, pale green light from etchings that have been made into the surface of the shell that depict a number of infernal runes. Uh, perception check from anybody who speaks infernal. Eleven. You get there, infernal. Yeah. You don't seem to know what the value of them is, but it appears to be something that's been ritually etched into the surface of his turtle shell. It feels magical. <laughs> it looks like this motherfucker. Oh, he's Yo! cool. Oh, wow, yeah, he is cool. It's Bosch. Greetings and welcome to the Tower of Arkham the Cruel. What brings you and yours to this sacred place? And the uh, ringleader of the group that you're with says, We are here doing trade on behalf of the Oskramai Caravanserai. We have brought gifts in the form of elf meat. We do enjoy your meaty gifts. You step forward. I bet forward. somebody else who enjoyed a meaty gift. Uh, stuff my stocking. Very <laughs> crazy. And uh, the ringleader steps forward and he has a graceful bow. He's wearing a top hat that is like two feet high. It's a ridiculous hat. I'm Doug Dimado. <laughs> inexplicably, he takes this big, like, low bow and the hat doesn't fall off his head. It's not like held on with a strap or anything. It just doesn't fall off. And he stands up and he says, uh, I have brought many things Goods for trade and goods for gift is your master home. And the turtle man says, Nay! He goes to entreat with the mistress. We will receive your gifts. Come forward, you and your two prize wagons. And the ringleader turns and waves over um, the wagon of Haskell, the screaming weapons merchant, Mm -hmm. and uh, another wagon, one of the ones in the front. Uh, that appears to be like a, an economy-based, where the like the safe would be kept. Mm. Mm. They sort of roll forwards. Um, as a quick aside, when you guys left the estate of Uldrak the Tinker, uh, he did give you an item to provide as trade. Yeah, yes. Right. I think I told you he gave it to you. I don't think I ever told you what it was. I don't think so either. I don't have any new shit written down. <laughs> it was that MacGuffin. <laughs> There's Lehman's tiny hut. You can use it to take long rests wherever you're at. It is very much not that. Ah, uh, that's a shame. An well, item from Oldrick be... to give and trade, and I never, uh, that was... Yeah, was I think you guys was... interrupted me before I could tell you what the hell it was. Uh, me? Us interrupting? That doesn't no. sound like yeah. us. Yeah. Really. Anyway, so sex happens. Again. <laughs> and again. And again. <laughs> I got you. Let me tell you what it is. Maybe it just took you this long to perform the identify spell on it. Yeah, let's go with that, because yeah. I think I had to yeah. cast You were really that. taking your time. You want to make sure you nailed this one. Like, she nailed that weapons guy. She's too busy it trying to find good music on the radio. Crystal. <laughs> Orb of Crystal. Orb of Crystal, about 10 inches in diameter. Uh, he pulled it out of the uh, haft of the gigantic titanic sword that was outside of his workshop. When you use this item, it grows to double its size and mist swirls inside of it. While attuned to this item, you can use an action to peer into its depths and speak the command word. You then make a charisma check. On a successful check, you control the orb for as long as you remain attuned to it. If you fail the check, you are charmed by the orb as long as it decides you're charmed. Oh, it's a talent here. While you're charmed by this, you can't voluntarily end your attunement to it, and it continues to cast suggestion on you each day, urging you towards evil ends that it desires. It might want many things, like the annihilation of a particular people, freedom from its orb, or to spread suffering throughout the world. It might also demand worship of a deity you've never heard of, called Takesis. Oh, yeah, okay. 
two of you who are the biggest nerds probably recognize the name. Yeah, you know what that means. Oh, no, I remember that from my days of Dragonlance. We have episode 17 of the... The orb has seven charges and regains 1d4 plus three of them each day. If you control it and you're attuned to it, you can use an action and expend one or more charges to cast spells. GC 18 on the spells. Cure Wounds, 5th level. Daylight, Death Ward, Scrying. You can also use an action to cast Detect Magic from it without using any charges. While you control this orb, you can use an action to cause the artifact to issue a telepathic call that extends in all directions for 40 miles. Evil dragons within range feel compelled to come to the orb as soon as possible by the most direct route. Dragon deities such as Tiamat are unaffected by this call. Dragons drawn to the orb might be hostile to you for compelling them, or they might be friendly because of the powerful artifact that you control. So they just Kool-Aid man their way to the orb. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Once you've used this property, it can't be used in this way again for one hour. This is called the Orb of Dragonkind. Okay. It is an incredibly powerful artifact and well beyond the scope of any magic item that you have ever held. Copyright 1982. <laughs> Order <Tracy> Hickman. <laughs> But don't bother writing any of that down because we're trading. We're sell it. Yeah. We're trading. Why do you think my arms are underneath my scarf? <laughs> I, I thought it was down freezing. And I was like, well, yes, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we gotta. Okay. Good to know. We gotta get that. Good to know we had that ticking time bomb <laughs> on, our, on our screen machine. Nobody before. ever asked, and we yeah. didn't explain it last time, so there you sure, go. Sure, sure, sure. No, it's good to know. No. Good thing none of us accidentally attuned failed to, to attune to it. Yeah. Yeah, who would do that? Who'd fuck a Duergar? These are questions we might never answer. Who wouldn't fuck a Duergar is my question. I know, we're all just more jealous no, than the... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, so yeah, he, he waves over and uh, Haskell's wagon slowly approaches and then another, like, the economy wagon slowly approaches. And you guys are standing there watching this. Is there anything you're doing while this is going down? <coughs> Um, no, I think we're just polite. I'm, well, at least I'm politely just standing in the background minding my own business. Yeah, I'm not, like, back there being like, ARB! Like, <laughs> no, like, we're, I'm f- flying low. Yeah. Like, do we have to wait our turn to present the glow cloud? Because they only called up the two. Well, we're, we're, the glow cloud. we're not going to present it to uh, Turtle Boy here. We're, yeah. we got to wait for Archon to come back. Yeah. He's the one with the um, phylactery. Mm. I'm gonna. Well, I'm waiting. Zanzu's gonna check. You know, try to give a good, long, hard look at this dragon circling above. Can he tell if it's a real dragon or an undead dragon? Give me a nature check or religion. That's better. <clears throat> As a ranger, I can't imagine it is, but I have to say it out loud. Uh, the same. Wow. You're a weird ranger, sir. Six. Yeah, not that much. Looks like a real dragon, and on top of that, it looks like a real adult dragon, not any of the whelps that you've seen in your life. Okay. Like a big ass dragon. He's more of a soldier than a soldier ranger than a nature ranger, so that's why. Uh, it looks like the real deal. Okay. Ranger danger. Ranger danger. Roger danger. Um, are you interrupting this transaction at all? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Right. Right. Let's see business. what happens. Yeah. Um, I want to see if they fuck it up. <laughs> If this goes indefinitely, how long would you wait before you did something? Um, I mean, if there's a lull in the conversation, I guess I'm face guy, huh? I, I I would step up. If it's not impolite, I'm not interrupting the conversation. I'd step up and say we have a we have a, a item to trade to Archon um, for an item in his possession. Give me an idea how many minutes it would take for you to decide that it's time to do this. <coughs> like, this is important. Yeah. Ten minutes. <clears throat> okay. I want to be polite. I don't know. These are powerful people and yeah. friends of ours at this yeah. point. So, so uh, when you step up to so, say this, okay. go ahead. Never, never mind. It's already happened. Okay. You sure? Yep. Right. When you step up to say this, um, as you're stepping up, it's at this point too late to not. You're committed now. You have mm. to go forward and say. <clears throat> you realize that you are very carefully treading the line of what is appropriate. Yeah. But you're committed, so you, you step up and you uh, deliver that message. And the turtle man, at this point you've understood, his name is Kroll. Okay. <clears throat> Kroll looks to you and he says, You have a gift for the chosen champion of Tiamat. 
We have brought it from uh, what's his name again? The Aldrak. We have we have brought it from Aldrak. He wishes to make amends. <laughs> delightful, delightful. He literally claps his hands. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, Akan is going to love this. <laughs> you, yes, leave your gifts by the door. You, <laughs> we have business. You can come with me. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel good about this, Dragomir. Just bring, bring, bring moon color. It'll be fine. My emotional uh, support unicorn. <laughs> I don't want to bring moon color. Um, fuck, moon color's not going to understand me. But I'm going to. I want to go with you on this one. I'm not going to leave you on this one. And I will. You teleport away if. If you're if you get in trouble, you just find a direction. So you can leave him here. Or? I don't know if we can fucking take a unicorn in here. He's I might have the paperwork to bring my emotional support unicorn. <laughs> I mean, I, I I understand you wanted to protect the unicorn, but the unicorn's also more powerful than any of us. If we're gonna get in a fight, I'd rather yeah. have him there with us. Yeah. And I mean, he oh, can well, teleport. Oh, it's sad if the unicorn dies. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> or if it fucks it. <laughs> it's, it's the only good thing in this whole fucking hell, and I don't want to be responsible for killing the fucking thing. Hey, you included, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, in a, it's an I'm intelligent creature, so presumably, if shit goes tits up, it'll figure it out. It'll figure it out. It'll have its own decisions to make. Yeah. It did volunteer to come with us and yeah. knew what it was getting into. I think yeah. you can't plane shift, and you guys are the only good aligned things it's ever encountered. Yeah. Well, if you some of us. Few more good. All right. <laughs> Team OK. Team new right. <laughs> So you're gonna follow Kroll? Yeah. Crowded. Yep. Yeah. Kroll um, gestures to the screw machine, like you can follow him in your in your vehicle. Oh. Oh, oh, oh cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Kroll um, gets on board what looks like a bicycle designed for a creature twice his height. Yeah. Is it one of those old oh, tiny ones with the big wheel like, and the? Yeah. He just went from threatening to ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Follow me on my bicycle made for one. <laughs> and, uh, when you get a good look at the back of his shell, his shell is inscribed with uh, infernal runes mm-hmm. that radiate this pale green energy. Uh, now that you get a good look at it, you have to like crane your neck around to see what the runes say. It's a series of prayers to Tiamat that condemn his soul to eternity in hell based on the performance of his worship and dedication to his mistress and... Uh, all the various dedications he's made in his life, killing innocent people to bring Tiamat to freedom. So he's like real, real in her shit. Yeah. He is so <laughs> evil that it's actually kind of painful to read the shell and be like, ooh, ooh. Uh, he's also her secretary's secretary, so we really need to, you know. He's middle management at best. Ugh, I wouldn't even yeah. hesitate to like say that. <clears throat> he turns back to the uh, caravansary. And he gives a nod to the ringleader, and the ringleader sort of gives this, like, awkward, begrudging nod, and he turns back to the tower, and he yells, Slarkis! Bistalancer! Vermilius! Flash! Don't let them escape until we return! And he looks back to the tower, and four different dragons emerge from different windows <coughs> of the tower. So we've basically fucked those guys over. I mean, they were the ones that were coming here to begin with. Right. Yeah, if they were going to be here one way or the other, we didn't bring them here. You also see that he is wielding a uh, gigantic, sort of hammer-shaped weapon. It's strapped over the back of his shell with a leather strap. But I say sort of hammer-shaped because it's not really like a flat, bludgeoning surface. It looks like two giant metal skulls fused to a big pole. Okay. In a hammer-like shape. That, that radiates fun. green gas, like this picture oh does. God. Yeah, he's an evil boy. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, dope. He's a cool guy. boy with an evil toy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, and he will lead you on a merry tour. Do you follow him? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't want <laughs> no, to end up... Right up. <laughs> I don't want to end up as Dragon Chow. I look back at our camera and I go... See you on the other side. <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, the fish man cowboy is like, good luck. <laughs> and the uh, the ringleader is like, and the, the guy who is clearly cow oriented 
<laughs> moo, I say, moo. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be bothered by this at all, but he doesn't seem to be bothered by much of anything. Um, I mean, he eats people. Yeah, well, so does mm-hmm. everyone else in the yeah. Well, elves. It's not. Elves yeah. are really evil. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Desnaeus, he sucks. Yeah. Dill hole. <laughs> anyway, um, you continue to ride in the screw machine at a slow pace because his bicycle's not that fast. Oh, it's oh, we're stuck behind the pedal person. Yeah, it's like driving through Northampton. Yes, uh, it is motorized. He's not pedaling it himself, but he is sitting on top of it like an old tiny bicycle. That bicycle is me. <laughs> Forced to endure this horrible fate, he rides to a gigantic Titanic skull, shaped like a dragon skull, uh, that is embedded in the rock wall on the north side of the map that you can see here. We're so fucked. <laughs> I mean, we're in hell. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, like, I think we've been fucked for the past... How many sessions have we been down here? All of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, flavor text. This is Ooh. great. <clears throat> a colossal dragon's skull leans against a mountainside surrounded by bones the size of houses. Acrid smoke rises from the skull's maw. A military tent has been pitched among the bones, and parked next to it is a two-wheeled infernal war machine, much like the motorcycles that you have seen driven by the Icker Kickers. Gathered around this tent are a dozen chattering reptilian humanoids with gleaming swords, white scales, and white leathery wings. Krull uh, leads you directly into the heart of this camp. Doesn't look back to make sure you're following, he just rides along. Gling, 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 gling. For yeah. real? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> He's the jigsaw puppet. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's jigsaw. Yeah. He hops down off his giant bicycle. And uh, as he does this, the uh, white reptilian humanoids sort of scatter apart and leave this open corridor where a gigantic minotaur steps out from the war tent. A picture of this bad boy, too. He's right here. Oh, he's hot. Torogar yep. Steel Fist. Yep. He has uh, yeah, what looks like hot. scar tissue built up on his chest, maybe from like burning, like ritual burning, or maybe from being carved that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he stands it is, in front of Tiamat barbecue every day. <laughs> it is a uh, an etched uh, image on his chest of a five armed wheel uh, with a head of a dragon at the end of each of the arms of the wheel, um, and it's this white scar tissue on his black torso with black minotaur fur. Uh, a golden scimitar in both hands. His gauntlets are oozing this orange flame. It looks very unnatural. Uh, quite a bit more orange than yellow or red. Not like earthly temporal fire, like magical fire. Like the color of your... Like, yeah, like this this ridiculous orange. Oh god, he likes the browns. <laughs> <laughs> Run! Well, he's in hell, so... He's a Bengals fan. Oh god. <laughs> Who approaches? Oh, cruel. <laughs> I crawl. <laughs> and crawl steps down. Yes, it is I. And I have brought adherence with gifts. Okay. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Suddenly entered an episode of The Office. There's <laughs> a birthday cake in the break room if you want some. Uh, great greetings, sir. Uh, His Minotaur, when you get closer to him, you realize he's like nine and a half feet high. He's gigantic even for Minotaur standards. I think good. Dad, I just don't want to. Good, good sir. Uh, yes, Ingrid, we know. Uh, <laughs> uh, hail, hell and well met. Hey, uh, this is my party. This is why man doesn't do anything. Um, May, do you have a name we could call you by to be polite? <clears throat> uh, very abruptly, the hand like shoots out in front of you like he's going to grab your neck, but it stops about six inches in front of your face in an open hand like he's going to give you a handshake. Torogar Steel Fist! Nice to make your, your face. Your tiny baby hand wraps around like his index finger and he shakes your hand. <laughs> when he shakes My your hand, arm. your whole body comes up and down off the turf. <laughs> and your equilibrium is disrupted as you like... Oh, hi, Torgar. Um, these are my friends. Um, we're here to see... Oh, what's his name? Archon the Cruel. We're here to see Archon the Cruel. We have some stuff for him from an old friend of his to try to make some amends. Gifts for the master. It is a day of celebration. Yeah. Come. Come. Woo. There's cake in the break room. There's <laughs> cake in the break room, right? <laughs> he takes one of his scimitars and he slowly lifts the tent flap. My lord, gifts are approaching. And you hear a guy go, 
Torgar, not now. Can I see in the tent? You can, and there is a uh, a red dragonborn. Uh, he is tall and lanky, with like long curving horns off the top of his head, and he's holding one arm out and the other arm at about the elbow, as if he's his own phlebotomist. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but the uh, arm he's holding out has this like long, spindly fingered, dark fleshed, sort of rotting looking, undead kind of hand. <clears throat> and it extends about six inches down towards the elbow and then terminates in this like weird rotting flesh meets normal healthy flesh. It expands out like where like the dragonborn bicep stops in this like human sized hand. Uh, continues to extend out from just past the elbow. And he's holding it by the elbow, holding the hand out like at a safe distance. I am communing. We didn't want to interrupt. <clears throat> oh! Uh, Alright, we'll be back. And he drops the flap on the tent. You may stand here now. <laughs> cool. Is this Tobor from... Uh... Misty 3K. What was that? What was that big bald guy's name? Oh uh, yeah, Tor- Torgo. Tor- no, Torgo's Torgo. from uh, from uh, Man of Santa Fe. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Tor. Tor Johnson. I, I he guess was, he's been in several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was the uh, the detective in Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I just remember this big fat bald guy who was yeah. in all those shitty movies. This is a nine foot tall Minotaur with a okay. He drops the flap down. You can wait here now. Okay. Trying to look like he's in charge. Is he new? Is he like a new hire? Um, he doesn't give you the impression that he's new. Just like he's trying really hard and he's not very smart. Oh. Um, I, I guess I'm going to sit down in the screen machine. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit in the backseat of the screen machine maybe catch a quick nap. I'm going to maybe like... like juice box? <clears throat> Walkman? Yeah. Well, I don't fit in Demea's car seat, so... Uh, the, the, the healthy fruit, the nature for kids, those ones are under the left seat. The Capri Suns are under the right seat. I want my fruit snacks. Okay, well, which ones do you please, want? Please, I want fruit snacks. Did you want the Scooby-Doo or the Minute Maid? <laughs> Scooby-Doo, please. I forgot okay. The <laughs> There's no orange slices in hell. But pick out all of them, guys. <laughs> so 45 minutes later. Oh, God. Um, Turagar will open the flap as a dragonborn comes out. He is, um, now that you see him standing up, you realize he's not actually all that tall. He's actually tall from, like, the waist up, but his legs are very short. Um, and he comes out, and he's about, uh, maybe, maybe normal height, and even an inch or two shorter than your average dragonborn. During this 45 minutes, does the spiky turtle guy leave? No, he hangs out. Oh. He's got, uh, some sort of rolled-up parchment, and he's reading from it, and basically just affirming his vows to Tiamat. He seems very boring. Okay. Like every religious nut. Yeah, he seems very focused on religion. Toragar, on the other hand, is sitting there like twiddling his thumbs. He's playing like finger games with himself, like playing basically thumb wars with his own hands. <laughs> and just, he he's got his Game Boy Color out. He's playing Pokemon. He just doesn't like. He would make conversation with you if he wanted to, but it takes about thirty seconds to realize you don't want to. <laughs> He just doesn't have anything going on. <laughs> um, but he does this for a while, and after about 45 minutes, you hear the screech of a chimera as it descends down. And eats And eats you. Um, and you we'll hear... It. You hear from inside the tent, Asajano, calm, calm. And the chimera stops, and its human-like head turns to look at all of you, and the giant slavery maw opens with the rows of teeth. <sighs> You must, must do more stairs. Sounds like you're winded. You must build up your cardio. Seems like it's a, like a dog panting out its ah. tongue. You know, it's um. If you're not familiar with what a chimera looks like in D and D terminology, human-like head but very big. Uh, but just slit, the head. Slip all the way back to like here, and opens up with rows of teeth like a shark, and the rest of the body is very leonine with wings. Oh, okay. Okay. They had uh, sphinxes like that in Miramask. It just looks terrifying. But it also acts like a big puppy. It is. Who's a good boy? <laughs> or no, who's an evil boy? <laughs> does, does he like belly rubs? Yeah, yeah. You should give him one. Yeah, but just be careful with your hand. Make sure you have all your fingers. He'll eat your fucking hand. Uh, and then as you see him sort of descend, it seems to interrupt the reverie of the individual in the tent, and a red skinned dragonborn approaches. 
Hail and well-met adherents. What brings you to this place? We, uh, we come bearing a gift of atonement from, uh, what's the name again? Old friend of yours? Oldrak. Oldrak. An old foe of yours, actually. Um, Oldrak the Tinker. He still lives. <laughs> Whoa. Every time! <laughs> That's just like what crickets sound like in hell. <laughs> he... He entrusted us with this item and asked us to request uh, forgiveness on his part and to maybe make trade. And what trade is it that you're looking to make? And as he does this, you can see he's like he's got one hand over his chest, but the other hand is like extended as far away from his body as possible. That's the weird like rotting hand. Hmm? I mean, he something's fucked up with his hand. He was in his tent for forty-five minutes. I think we can all figure out what happened there. Um, <laughs> I would like a um, Arcana or history check, everybody. If you're choosing history, you have disadvantage. Arcana, baby. I have a disadvantage anyway. It's gonna be a twenty-one. Ooh, dog. Yes. Uh, six. Good for something. Arcana 16. Sansa's dumb. Okay. Ingrid, you know that this this hand appears to be uh, a magical item of some kind. Oh, interesting. (laughs) He he appears to be having some sort of like a battle of wills (laughs) with his own hand. It's like a. uh, I I struggle with that every day. My nerd cred is kicking out. I have a feeling. It's uh, like a bad graft. Yes. Basically. Yes. It is. It is. Uh, is is from uh, Evil Dead. The baddest of grafts. Yeah. Right now before he cuts his hands off with a chainsaw. You have heard tales, and you you can't be sure that this is what it is, but it fits. It checks all the boxes um, of an ancient artifact held by a lich of unknown magnitude that it elevated itself into godhood. Um, its severed hand is a relic that has plagued the realms for generations. And looking at this dragonborn and the fight he's having with his own hand, you feel like this might be the hand of what has become a deity and used to be a very powerful undead. Do I do I know like any terminology about this hand? Spend a first level spell slot and I'll tell you. <gasps> Does it start with a V? I'm gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna spend a whizzy spell slot. Cause... Take a whiz. Yeah, I'll do it. I, I will absolutely do that. That makes sense to me. Because I don't have the charisma to ask him, and I don't think he'd tell me. So. The nerd cred is strong with the nerd. <laughs> yes. Well, I know there's, like, the whole hand of holy something. It ain't that. Uh, it's kind of the Sister, it ain't that. The unholy hand of holy. Unholiness. You're getting... Closer? Unholy hand time. <laughs> Unholy hand jobs. Unholy hand grenade. Seldom is the name of Vecna spoken except in a hushed voice. Vecna was in his time one of the mightiest of all wizards. Through dark magic and conquest, he forged a terrible empire. For all his power, Vecna couldn't escape his own mortality. He began to fear death and take steps to prevent his end from ever coming about. Orcus, the demon prince of undeath, taught Vecna a ritual that would allow him to live on as a lich. Beyond death, he became the greatest of all liches. Even though his body gradually withered and decayed, Vecna continued to expand his evil dominion. So formidable and hideous was his temper that his subjects feared to speak his name. He was the Whispered One, the master of the Spider Throne, the Undying King, and the Lord of the Rotted Tower. Some say that Vecna's Lieutenant Koss coveted the Spider Throne for himself, or that the sword his lord made for him seduced him into rebellion. Whatever the reason, Koss brought the Undying King's rule to an end in a terrible battle that left Vecna's tower a heap of ash. Of Vecna, all that remained were one hand and one eye, grisly artifacts that still seek to work the Whispered One's will in the world. The eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna might be found together or separately. The eye looks like a bloodshot organ torn free from the socket. The hand is a mummified and shriveled extremity. To attune to the eye, you must gouge out your own eye and press the artifact into the empty socket. The eye grafts itself into your head and remains there until you die. Once in place, the eye transforms into a golden eye with a slit for a pupil, much like that of a cat. If the eye is ever removed, you die. 
To attune to the hand, you must lop off your hand at the wrist and press the artifact against the stump. Sounds about right. The hand grafts itself onto your arm and becomes a functioning appendage. If the hand is ever removed, you die. They each have random beneficial properties, random detrimental properties. Your alignment changes to neutral evil and you gain the following benefits. You have true sight 600 feet. You can use an action to see as if you were wearing a ring of x-ray vision. You can Mm. end the action as a bonus action. The eye also has eight charges. We'll skip that because this isn't the eye. The hand causes your strength score to become 20 unless it's already higher. Any melee spell attack you make with the hand, or any melee weapon attack you make with the hand, deals an extra 2d8 cold damage. The hand has eight charges, which you can spend to cast Finger of Death, Slow, Teleport, and so forth. It regains... 1d4 plus 4 charges at dawn. It can cast suggestion. Uh, yeah, it does a lot of shit. Basically, don't fuck with this hand. This guy seems like the real deal. So, like, I don't know if this is, like, a meta question or not, but, like, when he was like, stop, I'm communing, was that with Tiamat or the hand? Uh, inside check. 17! The hand. Oh, that seems like there may be a conflict of interest between him and his god. Yep. That could potentially be exploited. Yes. 